Hey yo, it's Thursday and you know what that means, it's Max Wrestling episode 384. This is your captain speaking along with the new television champion, El Jefe Moses Marquez, right there, the Top team the title. I would wear it, but taking it down is like a total pain in the ass. And I would put mine up, but it's like a total pain in the ass too. You get it. You Plus, get it. I don't think I can make holes in these walls, so... I will. I will tell you. You could totally cheat it and go with the uh, the thumbtack route that I went with. It works fine, but uh, yeah. Blue tack ain't gonna do the job. Nope, not gonna happen. <laughs> um, we are one week removed from Fight for the Knowledge and one week away from Promo Slam 2022. We got a busy July. We're predicting SummerSlam next week, but this week we're predicting our first Ring of Honor pay-per-view death for Dishonor this Saturday. Um, plus, very little happened in WWE, and we're going to be talking Fighter Fest from last night. Night two. Night two. Uh, so let's lay the talk down first, because we keep forgetting, well, I keep forgetting to do it. Uh, and I promise I will try to put it on TikTok this week. You told the AEW guys to stay away. I don't play that game. So let's get into white. First of all, TikTok, we want to know. Let us know your predictions for Death Before Dishonor. Obviously, we're going to be predicting them this week on Max. We want to know your predictions too. And of course, if you jump on the Facebook group, you can compete for the Max Rossum Predictions Championship. There we go. Um, gold. Topic number two we're talking about this week. Did Fighter Fest deliver? Uh, I've seen a lot of criticism for AEW lately, especially the last two weeks. So let us know what you think about Fighter Fest, whether it delivered or whether it sank like a fucking shark cage. And topic number three, we very rarely talk about NXT, but how do you feel about Cora Jade binning her championship? We'll be talking about that this week too, so. That's on TikTok. Do the thing, stitch, do it. Stitch, Whatever it is comment, you do, do comments, tag Max Wrestling UK, and lay the talk down with us. Now, let's jump straight into our headline this week. Uh, Death Before Dishonor Predictions. We have never predicted a Ring of Honor pay-per-view on the show before. Never, never. Well, or on Facebook. So, <laughs> it's new for us. I mean, we we've kind of drifted in and out of paying attention to Ring of Honor but obviously now because they're in a joint thing with AEW we kind of have right. to pay attention to it uh, we don't have much of a choice now I'm just kidding no they're, they're sister companies now both owned by TK so TK owns the world they say a lot of the card is 
uh, AEW guys. So not as if we don't know anybody. In fact, I don't think there's anybody on the show that I don't know. So that's a start. Uh, on the pre-show, we have Allison Kay versus Willow Nightingale. Allison Kay, of course, the former Sienna. Willow Nightingale was on uh, Fighter Fest last night against Jade. Um, so uh, I don't know how like experienced Willow Nightingale is. I think the last night's like the first time I've properly seen her. Oh no, she is a Ring of Honor staple. Well, and go. then on top of that, she has been getting just like the ultimate rub deep down uh, from AEW. TK likes what she does. I like what she does. She's got a lot of charisma. She can move. She can actually work pretty well. Like she, it, the first time I saw her was, uh, I want to say, an Impact pay per view. Uh, no, the name no, no, no. rings a bell. I, you know, was it an okay? I believe it was an Impact pay per view, and then I saw her again on the no GCW. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Wow, how did I get those mixed up? <laughs> um, GCW pay per view, and then I saw her again uh, in Ring of Honor, and I was right. like, okay, she's making her way, and she's but she can do her thing. So like, I'm I'm already pulling for her. Like, she's become silently one of my favorites. Yeah, she's she's done a couple of. Elevation, Dark, Rampage, so the stuff that not all AEW fans pay attention to. No. Um, she was in the Owen Hart Cup tournament. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was there, baby. Um, wait, oh, this was the second time she's faced Jade then, because she faced her at Road Rager, too, a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um... But in terms of predictions, uh, I'm just going to go with Allison K just because I'm more familiar with her. Let's go. I mean, it would be it is going to be nice to see her to to see her outside of NXT. So. Let's see how what she can do. It's nice to see her outside of impact and her imaginary feud with Charlotte Flair. Imaginary feud with Charlotte. What <laughs> in the world? Do I remember missing? that thing? So when Allison, <laughs> when Sienna was big in uh, Impact, she was Knockouts Champion and stuff. And Charlotte was obviously hot at the time in WWE. Um, and her and Becky used to do this teacup thing with the finger. And ah, Sienna got all pissy about it because she does that hand sign too. And she thought Charlotte Flair was stealing her gimmick. Then of course they both wear peacock feathers. So. Sure. You can't do what I do. You can't wear what I wear kind of thing. I it was guess a, It so. was a total divas feud. That's what exactly <laughs> it sounds like. You're pitching it like it's literally going to show up on the E-Network. Oh, no, let's avoid the E-Network. All right, so <laughs> Kay gets my pick. Which Who are you going with? I'm going with Willow Nightingale. All it's right, like, there we go. Her coattails. She's fun. She's fun to watch right now. All right, we're split right from the get-go. So, on to the main card. Uh, oof, man, where the fuck do we start? Let's go with the six-man tag match for the World Tag six-man, six-man Tag Team titles. Uh, the Righteous, Vincent Bateman and Dutch versus Dalton Castle and the boys. The boys. The boys is back. Dalton <laughs> Castle's back. Oh, God. I love watching Dalton Castle. I love watching him with the boys. To see this guy took like I swear to God it was like a two plus year hiatus. Yeah, I didn't see him for a long time, and he was one of those guys where they swear to God he was going to sign with the E, and then oh he had back injuries and this injuries and his knees and this and then 
I, again, two, maybe two and a half, maybe even fucking three years for all we really know. He goes into hiding, and now he's back, and I'm loving it. And I, you had mentioned, like, you went through the whole card, and the only person you weren't sure about was Willow. When I saw the name The Righteous, I was like, the fucking who? And then I looked, and I was like, oh, it's you fucking nerds. Like, yeah. why the fuck are you the righteous? Like, what the <laughs> fuck is... But I'm like, whatever, is Ring of Honor thing? I'm just going to leave it alone. Yeah, well, but, I'm um, familiar with Vincent, but I don't know the other two. Well, let's see. It was Vincent... Bateman and Dutch. Bateman and Dutch. What? I gotta they, sound look like, they sound like henchmen. I love Bateman blind predictions Dutch. when we don't know people. Where in the fuck do I know you? Oh, no, Ring of Honor staples. I was like, dude, those names sound way too dang familiar now. Yeah, it's just they're um, Bateman. I know Bateman more than I know Dutch, but uh, Bateman. God, what kind of uh, I want to say like Bateman's been like a big time dude over in SoCal, too. But at the same time, they have, again, long time Ring of Honor dudes. I can't say much more about them, really. Yeah. Ooh. It was what was uh, was Bateman in um, Skull's group, Villain Enterprises. I believe so. Ah, I was about to say it's like he is a, he is a recognizable face. He was used for a while. Yeah, I was about right. to say especially if you re- remember the um, Marty Skrull days. Yeah, allowed to say that name. We're gonna get in trouble for that guy. No, I'm just kidding. Well. If we haven't gotten trouble yet, I think we're safe because, like in your graphic, you've always got the villain T-shirt. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't give a damn. Um, oh man, how long have they been champions? That, that by the way, helps. when this guy randomly makes a fucking comeback and the world goes bananas, I'm like, oh, where the fuck have you been? I don't want to hear it. I don't <laughs> want to hear it because that's exactly what's going to happen in like another in two years. I can already feel it. I will show them every thumbnail for the last two or three years of Max Wrestling. Mm-hmm. You'll see the Villain Club t-shirt. Um, yeah. All right, they've been champions since December, so n- not unimaginable for a change, so fuck it, let's go with Dalton and the boys. I mean, there you go. If I'm not mistaken, the whole last pay-per-view was all title changes except for the world title. Yeah, most oh. of them were AEW. Actually, all of them were AEW guys, the ones yep. that changed. Yes, um, all right, is that two for Dalton and the boys? It's two for Dalton and the boys. I can't say the boys normally. It's the boys. It's the boys. <laughs> um, all right. Like a peacock, you know what I mean? I love it all. Let's go. We only got one women's match, so we'll save that for a little bit later on. Um, Wheeler Yuta versus Daniel Garcia. There we go. Pure Here. title. Love this. Danny Garcia, by the way, um, fucking tearing it up on the indies. Fucking tearing it up on the indies. PWG champ put on bangers with uh, fucking uh, Bandito and then turn around and did another one with Takeshita. So yeah. I, I'm he is riding high right now. But I fucking love Wheeler Yuta, man. You know what I mean? It's one of these things where it's like, does the guy that's in the background doing a whole lot win big in Ring of Honor? And but he's still just a guy in a staple for fucking um Jericho? Or is this his like branching out moment? You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Um, for those even less familiar with Ring of Honor than we are, um, Pure Rules basically is as clean as a whistle. Um, closed yeah, fists I, are illegal. You go. only get, I think it's three rope breaks. Yep. Any more than that, you get disqualified. And you can mm-hmm. only win by pain or submission. There it is. Um, but Wheeler Yuta, uh, he, he's kind of faded into the background of the BCC lately. But... Big time. I think he needs a little bit of a push to get you know get his familiarity back. So let's go with uh, Wheeler Yuta to retain. I think it's a little bit too soon to take the title from him. Plus, you know, AEW really, really were pushing him up until that point. Like, he won the title and then he started... Fading. I mean, the second you you had reminded me of how how he's just been dwindling, dwindling, it makes me think of how he won that belt. He was the fucking underdog, and against Josh Adams, and he went in there and he fucking beat the sh- or, uh, uh, what's his name and beat the shit out of him. Josh, not Josh, beat the shit out of him, and it was a fucking brutal match. And that's what Wheeler shows. He shows a level of brutality, a level of. Uh, Strong style, if I can fate, if I can date myself seven years ago, <laughs> and I think, and I think that you know what, I think you're right. This is one of those ones where it's like, it's working for him, keep it on him, and he is. This is where he shows his toughness. This is where he shows his worth is with that pure title. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm a ride with you. Let's go with Wheeler. Uh, Josh Woods, he defeated. For the there title. you go, Josh Woods. I was like, who the fuck is Josh Adams? There's plenty of time to uh, to push Danny Garcia. Oh yeah, the guy is. Gee, how old is he? What, I, okay, he's a fucking pup. He doesn't he's have his age on his profile, so I don't know I how think old 25, he is. Twenty five, twenty six. He's a, he's like the everybody uh, like all the other young nerds. He's not even. He, he hadn't even sniffed twenty eight yet. Danny Garcia, age. He is twenty three. Fuck him. He got Fuck plenty him. of time. Are you fucking kidding me? 23 years. I mean, now I can I can keep fucking dogging on. I'm not even dogging. I'm just all, all praise. But I can keep praising him and all the other guys that are under 25 or 26, I should say, that are fucking stomping it out. But one guy goes untalked about and he's fucking 17 murdering every fucking ever weekend. And that's Nick Wayne. Ooh, have you caught any Nick Wayne matches? No, but I'm intrigued. Okay, um, you know who Buddy Wayne is? No. Former WWF talent way back in the Dizay. This is his son. Got trained by Brian Alvarez and a bunch of other guys, and, uh, and Lance Storm. <clears throat> He's been killing it ever since. He had a banger against Will Ospreay. Um, he had a, what was the other one he had against? Uh, I can't remember that one. Oh but uh, Ric Flair's uh, last match, that fucking show they're going to have, he's in a fatal four-way. Uh, it was him. God, who the fuck was in that fatal oh, four-way? Oh, that X Division one? Uh, no. It's like so- a bunch of X Division guys. but Something like that here. I want to see if I can't find that card. Yeah, we went through it last week. And I remember a four-way looking like a crazy flippy-floppy match. Flippy in the floppy in the flops with the flippy. Oh, nice. That fucking kid. Oh, yeah, no, this is the, oh, yeah, Phoenix, Taurus, Laredo, Kid, and Bandito. Yeah, no, not that one, even though that one looks bananas. Uh, Now, where'd you go? Oh, it was on there. Oh, well. Anyway, it was Nick Wayne. I could have swore to God I saw it. 
it was a um that's got to be on here somewhere it was a just a, a fatal four-way match with nick wayne let's see here nick wayne at one time nick uh, anyway. but, I, but I see him he, he's like Mike from Stranger Things growing up to be a wrestler that's hilarious what a way to put it I did that's I fucking love that I love that Um, alright we're both going for Yuda next up on the sh- Willie Yuda's only 25 too Jesus Christ these young, these young pups taking over wrestling right fucking killing me um, all right, then, Ring of Honor women's title. Mercedes Martinez defending against Serena Deeb. I'm going to let you start with this one. Oh, God. All right. Um, it's a ladies' hoss fight. It is a ladies' hoss fight. I mean, the, the reality is, is both of these ladies are are stiff wrestlers. They, 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 yeah. are, they are old school. They are not your average. Pull, you know, they're not. They weren't your divas. They were. They wanted to make that known. Back then, when they first started fucking wrestling, like we ain't no motherfucking divas, we out here to wrestle. Serena Deeb has been the the um the most technical wrestler I've seen this side of uh, the fucking states. You know what I mean? And Mercedes Martinez, she is quite literally exactly what you said. She's a fucking lady hoss. You know what I mean? She has a technical aspect, but she is a hard hitting brute, and it's great because she's also hot, which is fucking just you know what I mean? I. What a combination. But that's the thing, though, too. It's like Mercedes, I mean, again, and this is the this is the terrible thing, and I'll gladly take the blame, and I'll shake my hand, and shame, shame, shame. I should be watching Dark. I should be watching Elevation. I apologize. But other than that, I have not seen her in any kind of a limelight. That's kind of the downside, though, with the Ring of Honor, not ha- with, with the Ring of Honor, with Ring of Honor not having their own show. There's no emphasis on their champions. And I know Mercedes had a match, I want to say it was like three weeks ago, maybe longer. It probably was, now that I really think about it. And so it's like, when she hasn't been given any real fucking shine, I'm like, eh. But Serena, Serena's been on TV doing this and doing that and doing this and doing that. I mean, she's been losing, but at least she's been on fucking television. Yeah. So... That half-ass makes me think that this is looking towards Serena. Because, I mean, fucking Wheeler Yuta did lose a couple of matches right before he won the fucking pure title. So, I... But then again... Do you really want to... Um... Fuck it, yeah, I'm going to go with my gut. I'll give it to Serena. Why? Because I actually think that, that uh, that's an opportunity for you to utilize somebody... And utilize that Ring of Honor title. She has these this five minute uh, like beat me in under five minutes bullshit. Make it a thing for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. Start bringing ladies over from Japan. Put it on fucking dynamite. There you go. I mm-hmm. booked it for you, TK. Now go buy some Thunder <laughs> Snow and send me a check. And some bear claw, white claw, not bear claw. White claws. Bear. I'm about to say bear claw. I like donut. <laughs> I'm um. I'm putting the copyright down on that one. There we go. Right now. Um, right now. All right. I'm going to go with Mercedes. I dig it. Um, I can see why. Did she win the title at the last pay-per-view? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the fucking titles changed. Um, so I, I think it's like her time to shine for the Ring of Honor women, whereas Deeb's just been killing it for the AEW women's division. She has. 
I can totally um, see it. Like, you know, keep it that way. Got to keep her strong in this area. But then again, like I said, and then now you have, now you need to display that is the gimmick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, is she like heavily involved with like training the women backstage in AEW too? Mercedes? Or no, Serena. Serena. You know, I have no idea, but it wouldn't surprise me. To my knowledge, the people that were training the ladies was, well, William Regal will train with anybody. And yeah. so well, pretty much anybody with the BCC. Um, but for as far as I was told, or not told, but as far as I've read, the only people that really work with the women were Kenny, B-Dry, and, and Dustin. Huh. I could have sworn I she was a coach for AW too. But I don't know. I mean, I, I would hope so. That would be a cool idea. You know what I mean? If, if Kenny could be a fucking coach, you know, why not? I mean, Serena yeah. Serena has a lot to offer. Well, if she is, I mean, I think that would, like, mean she spends more time in AW, whereas Mercedes has more time to spend in Ring of Honor when they eventually get a TV show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is eventual at this point. All right, so... Moving on from that one, let's go tag team titles. Uh, right. Two out of three falls. FTR. Again, trying to prove they are the best tag team in the world today. They don't need to convince me very much. Um, they have pretty much every tag team title going outside of WWE right now. Uh, so this one's for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Titles, which is one of their collection, as mm-hmm. they defend against the Briscoes. The second time. Yeah, now, now that's an ROH staple. Mm-hmm. But again, like I said, two out of three falls. Yeah, Briscoe's fucking... Aren't the Briscoes like 14, 15-time fucking tag team champions over there in Ring of Honor or something? No, I think that's a fucking ridiculous number, but no, you I know swear what? to God. They are 14-time tag team champions overall. There you go. Uh, 12 overall. times in Ring of Honor. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, um... I mean, I fucking love these guys, but at the same time, that's been another team where I have not seen them do much um, for a little bit. Like, they went on a tear. They were in a similar situation. They went on a tear to the point where it was like they were begging to be on AEW television. They were begging to be on it, but we couldn't do it because of the circumstances under Jade's control, blah, 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 blah. It is what it is. We should have moved on. But, hey, people suck. So, whatever. But then again, but like they, you had noticed like they had won the Impact belts and they had won GCW belts and then all of a sudden they won the Ring of Honor belts and then boom, here comes the fucking train that is FTR and that train ain't a stopping. No. I mean, it it's uh, I, I I keep talking about it. World Tag League is right around there. As soon as G one is over, World Tag League is happening. Okay, and I, they have to go to Japan. As much as it'll suck for my AEW television to not hear that awesome theme, I need to see him go to Japan, win this gigantic trophy, just to bring it back and show it off. Add to your fucking... I need them to be the Ultimo Dragons of the tag team division. <laughs> yes. Like, that's... <laughs> like I need, like, somebody to, like, have to wheel out some trophies while they have, like, two belts on each arm. And like two on their stomach, like yeah, fucking, you know, win the fucking Grim Trophy. The dude that fucking plays with toys, win his belt for all I give a shit. 
Like, I just want to see him with, like, amounts of gold. Just fucking wear a fantasy football title for all I give a shit. Yeah, and then Dax can go win the up, up, down, down title, too. Dude, Dax, like, I think that became a thing where I was, like, pitching that he was probably wrestler of the year so far. Yeah. And then after that fucking promo last night, Jesus Christ, that guy. He's on fire. Really is. So, FTR beat the Briscoes for the titles back in April. Yep. Uh, And like we just said, the Briscoes are 12 fucking time tag team champions. How the hell do you become 12 time tag team champions with one one company? You be in the company from the beginning, the quite <laughs> literal beginning. I think Ring of Honor started in 01, 02. 02, yeah. And they've been there ever since. The the second most reigns as Ring of Honor tag team champions is joint between the Bucks and Red Dragon. And it's of only three it reigns. Three reigns is the second longest, That's second <laughs> most reigns. Briscoe's is fucking 12. <laughs> <laughs> okay. God damn, we have faith in nobody but the Briscoes. <laughs> That's well, what you're telling Except me. the Bucks, but they went and started their own company. Mm-hmm. Those bastards. Um, I, I honestly don't really see FTR dropping the title, any titles anytime soon. No. Much less these ones back to the Briscoes so soon. So give me FTR all day, every day. Yeah, Briscoes will win the first uh, fall and then FTR with the last two. I I wouldn't even be surprised if it goes two straight falls to FTR. You know what? That would actually shock me a little bit, and I love that. I'm, I I like that. I need that. I'm already calling it. They're winning tag team of the year at the Maxis at the end That's, of the year. Oh, yeah. I don't even need to put the vote up. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're going to put the vote up, but I mean. Well, yeah. <laughs> we don't need to. It'll be fucking unanimous, <laughs> bud. Like, you ever seen a unanimous vote? It was a fucking unanimous vote. Oh, I here like- we go. I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay, so here's that random four. I fucking finally found that random ass four way. Uh, oh. Nick Wayne, Alan Angels, the former, uh, what was he? Fucking Dark uh, Order guy. Yeah. Uh, Takeshita and Jonathan Gresham. That sounds good. That sounds too good. Um, that show wasn't like you have to buy it. Like now you have to buy it. Yeah. I was going to say, oh, yeah, with the Maxis, it's going to be unanimous, but I guarantee one person is going to vote for the Usos. Don't let Glenn into the voting. I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's a couple guys in RWT that are just a little too hardcore on the E, but it is okay. It's all good. That's why when, it's an open vote. We don't judge out loud. But yeah. Whenever I see um, an anti WWE post and there's. It says there's more comments than there actually is. Obviously, that means there's some comments missing that I can't read. I know it's Glenn. Yep, there you go. I'm like. <laughs> Oh, I guess I blocked you guys. Uh, so this takes us to the final two matches, possibly. Um, these are the... Well, actually, they're, they're advertising the TV title more. Like, they're basing the pay-per-view around this one. Yeah, that's what it felt like. But um, Samoa Joe defending the TV title against Jay Lethal. Maybe that's just because they're both in AEW. And it was, like, the first match announced. But Yeah, yeah. Definitely it's also like the one that's... Of... Go ahead. It's also the one that's probably got the most storyline behind it. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was like, it definitely has been built and built and built and built to the point where we were thinking like every other, hey, so this is where Samoa Joe is going to get attacked by. Goddamn, what's no, no, never happened. Never once. Literally any Samoa Joe match, he's going to get jumped at the end by Sanjay and Satnam. 
and nope. They just, you know, they ended up beating his ass backstage and then prolonged it because I think Joe actually was legit hurt. Yeah. So. Um, but I'm, I'm getting really bored of hearing Sanjay Dutt yell at a camera, so give Jay Lee for the title and they can go to Ring of Honor. Please. I'm totally down for that. I'm totally down for that. And I was actually just going to say, I was like, I don't see any reason for Joe to hang on to the thing. So, yeah, no. you, you might as well give it to Jay. That's two votes for Jay in the battle of Jay versus Joe. <laughs> Never this thought of it Joe like that before. Joe. <laughs> but say, so you remember that feud they tried to build? Hey, you're Joe. Hey, I'm Joe. Never worked out. And then we had Adam versus Adam. And then, yep. Hey, Adam. Uh, I think uh, Adam's going to win. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Uh, so, I mean, it should be the main event. Um, Ring of Honor world title. Jonathan Gresham been killing it as champion. Flying the flag for Ring of Honor versus everybody's favorite pure wrestler right now, Claudio Castagnoli, a.k.a. Cesaro. God damn. I feel I, like this is that one where it's like, dude, I love you, Gresham. I do, bruv. Like, you're, you're awesome, but I mean... Are you really going to beat this guy? I don't give a fuck if it's under a different banner. Are you really going to beat this guy right now? Like, let's let's think logically for a second. That not, to me, that's a big fat fucking no. Sorry, dude. Like, again, I really like Jonathan Gresham. I, mm-hmm. I think this would be a perfect opportunity for him to lose that belt and do some shit on AEW for fuck's sake. Yeah, If that's what it means for him to fucking have to get on to AEW and show up on Rampage and Dynamite and apparently Dark or whatever, then so fucking be it. So fucking be it. I need to see him on my television, and every time I do, it's in small talking capacity. So so give me Claudio Castanoli with the Ricolo bomb, and then put fucking Gresham on television. Put him on television. I don't give a shit if he's five foot nothing. Put him on fucking <laughs> no, no neck. No neck either. That's okay. He got Jordan Grace, though. Hey, I mean, he if he could pull over with no neck, you do you, bud. <laughs> just just keep her phone away from her, please. Yeah, just don't. You know, keep her uh, off Twitter. Man, I would fucking love to see Claudio win a world title, especially something like Ring of Honor, which uh, I know probably means a lot to him. Oh, yeah, big time. But AEW got criticized for this last time where, like, all the new champions were AEW and all the results were AEW heavy. Um, And I think we need something that's kind of speaks for Ring of Honor this time. So it's going to be a banger either way, but I'm going to go with Gresham to retain and still do more stuff on AEW as the Ring of Honor world champion. Yeah, but say yeah, whatever, just whatever. Get his ass on TV. It's all I give a fuck right now. Just get him on television. Like he comes on Dynamite, then like shit. This is the guy that beat Claudio. There you go. I mean, yeah, you. I mean, you pitched it. I still don't give a shit. Just fucking <laughs> get him on television. I just want Grush him on my TV. That's it. God damn it. So uh, those are our predictions for Death Before Dishonor. If you are much more familiar with Ring of Honor than we are, please get your predictions in and school us. You may become predictions champion. Prediction champion. Uh, and I can't wait to see like 
Chad and Phoenix predict this because I know that they don't know Ring of Honor. Shit, we like I said, we barely remember it. Right. And like I said, <laughs> the, the the problem was is their last pay per view was three months ago, and it was yeah. hey AEW guys, we win, and then now so we're like uh, but it's like AEW guys versus AEW guys, so like what's going on? And their last solo pay per view was December, which is when most of the titles changed again. Yep. And then, of course, they went on a hiatus before TK bought him out. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. It's going to be a fun show regardless. It's it's the beginning of something new. And, you know, we're going to be probably predicting more Ring of Honor pay-per-views in the future. Yeah. So now for uh, stupid shit people say online. Kind of like what we just said about Ring of Honor. <laughs> That's a shit Mark say. OMG, Kevin Nash. Who the hell told you tonight was open? Tell me you did not just say that. WTF thought he was dead, LOL. Let's say all of a sudden wrestle talk has become like the nice warm and cuddly place. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I mean, I'm not I'm not mad at it. I'm just it's like, you know, I was. I don't know. Everybody wants to work with each other now and people are trying to expand. And I'm like, that's cool. It's like, but you remember when you guys used to like, you know, yell at each other and we used to like have arguments and like you should yeah. say dumb shit. There's been what no feuds lately on TikTok. No. That or I just haven't been paying enough attention. I don't know. Maybe I'm on the nice <laughs> side of TikTok. Did I, did I, did I, I must have made somebody happy. And they're like, here you go. You don't have to deal with the bullshit. So in that case, first up, we have the ultimate plastic fan. Oh, Lord. Uh, so, so named, first of all, because his profile picture is the ultimate warrior. And second of all, the tweet kind of proves it's a plastic fan. So... Um, apparently news came out about Shawn Michaels correcting Kevin Nash, uh, when given notes at the PC. Whatever. Uh, for sure. Uh, the Ultimate Plastic Fan says the following. Such a C-U-N-T. I don't, I don't know if we're allowed to say that word. Like, um, well, I'm glad Nash went there and can basically confirm it's going to continue being this shit fest under that idiot's thumb. I think I'm finished with watching any gay-ass wrestling at this point. There needs to be more rebels in the industry. So, like, obviously you're a wrestling fan, but you you also think it's it's gay? I was going to say, I was like, you cannot contradict <laughs> yourself that bad. How in the hell I cannot watch this gay shit anymore? So you've been telling me you've been watching it for a minute, and you've been saying now all of a sudden it's gay. Now all of a sudden it's gay. Like, how does that make any sense? Yeah, you must have been watching it for a long time if your profile picture is the Ultimate Warrior. I mean, come on, bro. I mean, don't get me wrong. I remember in 2002 when you could say gay, everything was gay, gay, and gay. Hump, this is 2022. You know what I'm saying? This is 22. This is 20 years later, bud. When you mean, when you say gay, we're expecting you to quite literally mean gay. So don't go backtracking your fucking tweet. You love you liked this product so much that you were willing to posterize a fucker posterize a picture of the Ultimate Warrior as your profile picture. But now you got to stop because it's gay. And Ultimate Warrior is not exactly well. He he was a very big oily man, so. Yeah, that's like the worst example you could come up with as your profile picture if you think wrestling's gay. So don't forget the tassels. And the tassels. Don't forget the, the colorful tassels. 
shaking the damn ropes. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was a fucking gigantic homophobe. But I mean. Oh, yeah. Fuck, bro. You could have fooled me. <laughs> fucking rainbow face paint. Rainbow tassels. You sure, bud? You sure you don't <laughs> like the, the community? Um, I also find it funny that, like, all the shit that's gone on in wrestling the past, Jesus, five years alone. Yeah. But the straw that breaks the camel's back is Shawn Michaels telling Kevin Nash what to do in a training session. That's what's going to stop you watching wrestling. How <laughs> dare you belittle Kevin Nash like that? And, like, I don't mean to disrespect yes. him, but Kevin Nash played a big role in the death of WCW. Yeah. By... Yeah. He was definitely one of the helping hands. Don't get me wrong. So, don't mind listening to his stories of uh, fucking Scott Hall and shit. But I mean, if we're, you want to talk business, a guy the guy went into there. business for himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big time. Big time. So forgive me if I'm going to listen to Shawn Michaels more. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, next up, we have the barroom bicycle. Everybody gets a ride. Terrible. <laughs> Um, there's another expletive in this tweet too, which is very outdated, very much like gay ass wrestling. Um, window lickers. Oh, wow. Are getting angry that their attempts to me too, Vince McMahon aren't working. Cry harder. Okay. The first thing that hurts me is you're just willing to just up and defend the, don't get me wrong. Like what? No, I can't. You can't spin it in any kind of positive to, for me. I'm sorry. No. There's nothing you can do to spin this into a positive. And so if you're looking at it as a, oh, well, it's fine. Then then you too have a problem and you're a part of the problem. I understand it's his company. If he doesn't have to phase himself out because it's not a big deal, then don't, 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 don't phase yourself out. Go for it. But don't ask questions when people wonder why there's such a giant shit stain next to your fucking company's name. Because you're still hanging out. Because you're right. still around. Because your name is still synonymous with this company. And you decided to hire, promote, fuck, then fire whoever the fuck you wanted. Like, like since you guys want to fucking like, oh, well, it wasn't that big of a... No. let's. He hired, promoted, fucked, and fired. In and that then paid order. him off. And then paid him off. Because, hey, hey, look, I don't want to get in trouble. Well, how was life like three million over like fucking 20 years? You'll never have to pay a bill in your life. Paid them off collectively with more than he spent buying WCW. There it is. There's more facts to it. (laughs) So not not only was he doing the dirty, he paid out the nose for doing the dirty. Yeah, it's it's not a case of trying to me too Vince McMahon. Like it's not a witch hunt. It's a thing called consequences. There and it is. This this is a publicly traded company with a lot of investors. It's PG. It's very family friendly. Well, supposedly, like these aren't the kind of headlines you want to attach to a company like that. Nope. And then apparently there's documentaries left and right getting ready to come out about this dude. Yeah. So. Um, okay. and See how many of those actually talk about this situation. Let's not even get into those first two words in the tweet because nobody says that anymore. And the, if you are, then you have got some problems. Yeah, 
If if you are, you probably got a Confederate flag. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> oh man. All right. Finally, one more uh shit mark say this week from Penny Hose Karen. Um who who basically doesn't like violent wrestling. Watching AEW Dynamite and seeing two people purposely putting themselves in danger around barbed wire for the enjoyment of bloodthirsty people is wrong. Where has our society gone wrong? It is their right to participate because this is America. But I ask why? Won't somebody think of the children? Um, death matches is not a new thing. No. Death <laughs> matches have been a thing for a long time. ECW was hot when I was like six years old. Hey, don't don't forget about like Japan and FMW and all that shit. You know what I mean? In the fucking eighties. Yeah. So it's like, no, this is nothing new. And and, and I'm sorry. Like, I I don't mean to say it like this, and I don't mean to be like, well, if you don't like, it, you can leave. But it's, hey, you knew it was the main event. You knew mm. the fucking name of the show because the goddamn thing kept saying barbed wire everywhere, which we'll meant see. blood, which meant actual barbed wire. You don't have to watch. I mean, I, I, I appreciate you being a, a diehard fan and sticking through, but if it's really not your cup of tea, all right, well, that's it for me this week. I'll come back next week. Mm. That's cool. No big deal. But, like, you're really going to get mad over what you knew was going to come? It's uh, goddamn blood everywhere. Why didn't see this coming? Bob wire everywhere. Ah. Oh wait, well maybe the TV fourteen should have given it a little mm. bit of a sign too. Yeah. Not to mention all the blood that's been spilt in AW over the last three years. And it's been quite a bit. Yeah. Quite a bit. A little bit less since Cody left, but Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I can outdo you, Dad. Look at this. Uh wow. Um, like WWE've been doing barbed wire matches. Not recently, but they've done barbed wire matches. Yeah, I've done um Specific, the one that always comes to my mind, Triple H Batista had like a, sl- a barbed wire wrapped steel chair in hell in a cell. There was a sledgehammer that may have been wrapped in barbed wire. Um, Cactus Jack used barbed wire all the time. Yep. yep. Then you got TNA too, Sabu, Abyss. Barbed wire in wrestling is literally nothing new. And even though it's real, I mean, it doesn't protect them very much, but they do clip it down a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it was obvious that some of the stuff that they used was a little less trimmed mm-hmm. than other ones. Because <laughs> I'm like, bro, like, ow. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like, thank God it's barbed wire and it's not like razor wire. That shit will fucking oh, yeah. you. But I mean, yeah, Bob, like, dude, I don't want to get stuck. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It, right. it, it, there was guys as. Guys were getting just fucking, they'd pull and just, did their shirts are stuck, or their this is stuck. There was one where, like, Jericho's hair was stuck. I was like, oh, God. But, I mean, I, I again, I, I understand where you're coming at, but it's a simple thing of turn off the television. Yeah. Thanks for the, thanks for the show. I'll see you next week. I don't really think uh, violence in staged pro wrestling is really basis for a society going wrong there's a lot of there's a lot more topics you could cover for that one gone wrong i remember people just said that same thing when mma got really popular oh yeah even vince Mm -hmm. well according to punk when uh when women started having fights in ufc like this is barbaric 
And Punk was like, yeah, and it's fucking awesome. Yes, like, <laughs> so they're they're showing their strength. Like, that was the that was the thing of the gladiators, no? When all of a sudden it become a stereotype. Like, I understand, like, can women be nice and feminine and dainty and absolute? Sure, go for it. But can a woman also fucking knock you the fuck out? Yeah, let me show you a handful of them. Here we go. <laughs> That's okay. Like, I enjoy watching it. They're they hey, they're enjoying doing it, and I'm enjoying watching it. So I see no harm in it. No, and uh, Jericho and Eddie seem very comfortable having barbed wire matches. Yeah, a little but too. Especially Eddie because he's fucking crazy. Fucking a right, is he crazy? Um, Jesus. We'll get into fighter fest in just a little bit. First of all, well, I better close this out. This is why they are marks, and that's the shit they say. Now, okay. uh. <clears throat> We're going to go back in time to the days, mostly, before social media ruined every surprise and Vince McMahon only slept with blondes behind his wife's back. It's This Week in Wrestling History. Uh, there's not an awful lot, but let's kick it off. July 15th, 2007, at Victory Road, world champion Kurt Angle and X-Division champion Samoa Joe defeated tag team champions Team 3D in a match of champions, in case it wasn't obvious, where the winner would win the title of the person they pinned. TNA used to love making up stuff like this. Um, as Joe pinned Brother Ray, he won the tag team titles, but he decided to hold them alone rather than with Kurt Angle. Because, of course, they had beef. Okay. This is weird, but okay. Quintessential TNA. You're uh, telling ju- me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put all the titles on the line, but you only hold the tag team titles by yourself. Okay. What the fuck? Yeah, uh, no, that just reeks TNA. Yeah. This is like the second like winner-take-all match that Joe and Angle were involved into. Um, July 15th, 2018, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Jeff Hardy at Extreme Rules to win the U.S. title. Anybody remember this U.S. title reign? Nope, I was neither. Just another example of WWE diminishing Nakamura's star power from New Japan. Yeah. I literally... Just Just like the Booker T argument, give me one real reason why he didn't win at WrestleMania. Mm hmm There isn't one. Now, we talking about the one with AJ? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, the match wasn't great, but Shinsuke should have won. Exactly. If you weren't going to at least give, like, no, and even that, no, in that instance alone, even if we still got a five-star bang or something re- resembling anything resembling the re- their Wrestle Kingdom match, oh, it's cool, AJ still would have won. No, fuck that. It was Shinsuke's time. You, I don't understand like how almost everybody else that you really like wins the Rumble and then bam, they're champ, no problem. Mm. But then this guy does, and he's fucking literally white hot. And you're like, you know what? Let's just make their feud last longer. And like, that's some dickhead shit. That was the year him and Asuka both won, and they both lost at WrestleMania. Yep. Because Asuka faced fucking Charlotte. Hmm. God, that still chaps my ass. Anybody who is in the WWE bubble and has only seen AJ Nakamura's WWE match at WrestleMania, and yes, it sucked, please go watch the Wrestle Kingdom match. Oh, yeah. Because that's what it could have been. 
That's, that's, that's the match means. we should have got at WrestleMania. I mean, we'll never get anything of that resemblance, but but I mean, you could have tried. Yeah. Uh, moving on to July 17th, 1994. Two classic 90s matches at Bash at the Beach as Steve Austin defended the U.S. title against Rookie Steamboat and Hulk Hogan defended the world title against, of course, Ric Flair. That's right. <laughs> because how many times did they face each other? Jesus Christ. I cannot right. count it how it's, many times. I would not be surprised if it's in triple figures. Like overall, oh fuck yeah. Yeah, like overall, like impact, whatever. Hogan versus oh. Flair is timeless. Um I know I know people are gonna remember this one. July seventeenth, two thousand eleven, the unforgettable night that CM Punk defeated John Cena at Money in the Bank in Chicago to win the WWE title on the last night of his contract, and then he walked out with the title. And Damn, the what title in the fridge. In the tr- <laughs> fucking fridge pick. <laughs> That was the best. <laughs> and I love it. His, his, uh, his explanation, like, there was no symbolic meaning behind it. It was just, I was dehydrated. So I grabbed a Pepsi and threw the belt in the fridge. It's like, uh, where I put... There you go. <laughs> At least he kept it fresh for a week before he came back. Right? Well, two weeks. Imagine, like, waking up on, like a, like, a warm day and grabbing that thing, putting it over your shoulder. Oh, that'd be refreshing. Like, imagine being that dehydrated that he just had a drink, passed out, went to sleep, got up the next morning, opened the fridge. What the fuck? All right. Who the fuck put that in there? <laughs> That's why it doesn't spin anymore. Oh, makes perfect <laughs> sense. Got caught with some jello. Uh, July 18th, 1993, Ric Flair became the final NWA world champion of the WCW era. After defeating Barry Windham, uh, WCW withdrew from the NWA several months later. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about it last week, how he was the first WCW world champion because of that whole, we're not working with you anymore. Shtick. Yeah. Uh, July 18th, 2013 at Destination X. If Mike is listening, he's probably going to laugh at this point. Chris Sabin cashed in option C and defeated Bully Ray to become TNA world champion. And while it was great to see a TNA original win the world title, the reign was eh, a little underwhelming. <laughs> uh, the, like, the belt just looked too big for Saban. That's terrible. I was afraid you were going to say that. That's <laughs> terrible. It, it was that big old, you know. Oh, let's, I know. Let's try I and remember. replicate the big gold belt TNA title. It also double sting because he also lost Velvet Sky to Bully Ray, but that's a different story. Um, Bully Ray then won the title back a month later at Hardcore Justice. Yeah, that was a weird one because I think Chris Saban was really popular at the time as a single star, and Bully Ray was also like hot as hell as the top heel leading aces and eights, so they kind of booked themselves into a corner. That's fucking awesome. Uh, July 19th, 2020. I'm sorry. Uh, WWE presented the horror show at Extreme Rules. The horrible show. And the less said about it, the better. All I'm going to say is Rey Mysterio lost an eye and everybody that watched the pay-per-view lost brain cells. Oh, you're fucking telling me, bud. That is, that is like three hours of my life I will <laughs> never, ever get back. 
Oh, it was so terrible. And of course, it ended with the swamp fight between Bray and Braun. Oh, God. I don't even remember how it ended. I don't understand how they had so many, like, shitty-ass fucking cinematic matches and then they produced shit like The Undertaker's Last Ride. Yeah. Well, I think Triple H... Triple H was very much involved with Taker's match. Do you see what happens when Hunter has his hands and things? Yeah. And you see what happens when he doesn't have his hands and things? Why the fuck isn't this guy around and, like, doing everything? This is why we call him the King of Kings. Well, it's not, but it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, final bit of history today in history, July 21st, 20, uh, 2002. The Rock defeated Kurt Angle and The Undertaker to become undisputed champion at Vengeance. Undisputed. And um, he then lost the title a month later to Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. That fucking guy beat everybody. Yeah, I'm, but I mean, this was like when Brock first came in and he was just killing everybody. And Oh, I remember. It's a shame we didn't get more like Rock and Brock because that's like a big money deal. But Brock was very much a rookie at the time and he just bodied the Rock. And then the Rock went to Hollywood <laughs> and made the Scorpion King. The way, the way you <laughs> say that and the way it plays in my head as a kid, I'm like, fuck, goddamn, yep, 100%. That's he got his ass happened. beat and then that was the last time we seen him. Like they, they tried to build a story around it, but I don't think they had much time. No. Um, I remember... There was a whole thing about how Brock bloodied Hogan um, in, like, a random match on SmackDown. And then that mm-hmm. led to this, like, in the build-up, because Brock was already... Brock was getting the title anyway, because he won King in the Ring. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, we, we it's a shame that it was so short-lived, and we sh- probably should have got Brock and Rock when Brock was more established. But by then, it was too late, because Dwayne became the Scorpion King. Mm-hmm. And then the two fairy. <laughs> and then and then look at him now. It it all works out. This is Velvet Sky. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hey yo, what up? It's Darby Allen. It's the ultimate finesse, your girl's name wrestling. Hey, Preston Dancer, a.k.a. number 10 of the Dark Order. Hey, this is Tommy Tree. Hey, everybody, it's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here. This is the voice of Killer Cross. And you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. And you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Max Wrestling Podcast. And we're about to take it to the max. We're about to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. We're going to take it to the max. Take it to the max. Welcome to the Madhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome back to the Gap and Mo Show. If we've made you laugh, if we've made you cry, if we pissed you off, hit the sub or the follow button. We're here every Thursday and we're coming at you with another special event next week. The 7th Annual Promo Slam. Not Super Slam. Featuring John Cena. Promo Slam. Uh, And it's an event guaranteed to shiver your timbers. Yes, I just said that line. 
the new and first ever two-time television champion, Moses Marquez, puts his gold on the line. The question will be against who, but the one thing we do know is he does have a legit TV title right there. That guy, that guy is nice and dirty. Uh, of course, he won the title last week at Fight for the Knowledge. I mean, that literally is your title. First ever TV champion, first ever two-time TV champion. You won the Ring of Games twice. 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 To pretty much get the title both times, so... Mr. TV. I am the television champion. I am <laughs> what the NWA wanted the TV title to be, the workers' belt. That it is. Um, and, of course, you don't have to cut a promo in the next 30 days because Promo Slam is next week. It is. Um, he may have lost the TV title, but Travis DeWalker Anderson managed to hold on to his knowledge championship. Despite stiff competition from Moses and Cypher, it was very, very, very close. In fact, both matches last week went to overtime. <laughs> Dang, was it close. But um, next week, he certainly has an uphill climb as former and only four-time champion, the Phoenix, gets his one-on-one rematch in three pieces of knowledge. Sweating already, and it ain't even my battle. Uh, It's literally three stages of knowledge, but of course, next week's pirate fiend, so it's three pieces of knowledge. Speaking of the Phoenix, last week at Fight for the Knowledge, he surprised everybody by laying down the challenge. Will she respond? Will it be the Phoenix versus the Demoness in a promo exhibition? First time ever. I I hope she responds. I want to see it. I think Phoenix has wanted it for a long, long time. Strangely. You all hope she responds, and I hope she stays far, far away. Well, yeah, I mean, last time we saw her, she kind of came after you. I'm still afraid, for goddamn sake. I still can't sit on my couch. Still can't, can't sit, sit in the, the red-lighted room. Oh, God. Bro, when, I don't understand. Like my, I've asked like my Alexa to do that, and it doesn't do it. So I don't <laughs> understand what the fuck's going on. I, I know how you feel. The shape got one, too. Fuck that shit. Which... Fuck that shit. I will address in just a second. Um, and finally, the biggest main event on the horizon, Travis the Walker Anderson is finally coming from our world championship. I forgot to point out the shirt too. Pirates, there we go. Yeah, pirate shirts. All uh, in a cinematic promo bout, this is Travis's fourth consecutive promo slam main event. And also two years since he battled the shape at promo slam. I'm just saying, you know, you're on the same side, but you got beef. You got history. That's probably not going to play into my favor. We'll also be predicting SummerSlam and pre-launch shows are no more. So it all goes down next Thursday right here, July 28th. For more information, go to matchrossing.net slash promoslam2022. Let's go. Um, so no more pro- no more pre-launch shows just because they're difficult to schedule. And I think Fight for the Knowledge felt a little bit bigger last week without one. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. However... Next March, we know it will be Promomania 8, and it will now be in the epic two-night event. It happens on March 28th and 30th in 2023, and we already know that the main event will be Daniel Crimmins one-on-one with the Demoness in another first-time-ever promo exhibition. DC waived his rights as Mr. Ironbank to challenge a champion, so instead he used his briefcase to book himself in the main event against the Demoness, no matter what. What a plan. What a ploy. Uh, We've we've got a long way to go to get there, but for more information, go to maxrossing.net slash promomania8. So, 
like I said, the shape's got his own little red-lighted room, and of course he interfered in the Jester's promo last week, and I can confirm the Jester is no more. Uh, you don't really survive Stormbreaker bursting through your chest, so I've nah, lost... I was going to say. I've now lost two personalities. That's great. Fantastic. So I guess I'm going solo against the Walker next week. Thanks, Shape. Much appreciated. Everybody liked the Jester, too. I, I was a fan. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> well, we predicted death before dishonor. Now, in other news. Uh, so Fighter Fest night two was last night. Um, kicked off with, I've said the word bodied a lot this week. Kicked off with Brody King bodying Darby Allen. Uh, I mean, he, he tried to come back towards the end of the match, but pretty much Brody just ragdolled him for the whole match. He beat the shit out of him for like 95% of this match. Um, like, I think he just... I forget what the fuck his name is, uh, the name of his finisher is, but it's like this, like... Oh, Brody's, yeah. The Gonzo Bomb. The Gonzo yeah. Bomb. It's like a fucking pile driver power bomb, and it's fucking brutal. Just the most brutal thing you've seen, and I'm like, bro, fucking Darby is as dead as can be. Dead as can be. Just, I fucking, but I love this thing. Like, I, I, I've been saying it's time to pitch Brody. It's time to get Brody more. Time to get Brody more. This was giving Brody more. I've already, I've seen people say, oh, well, now it's just burying Darby. And that motherfucking guy is going to be over for being the fucking crazy son of a bitch that he is. Okay. He's fine. We need to build up Brody King. Yeah. I think this was the perfect way to kick off the show. It's a very strong opening match. Facts. Um, but we got even more surprises after the match as, first of all, Sting. Uh, teasing a little confrontation with Malachi before getting the black mist sprayed in his face. Now, I don't know what that means because... He'll turn. Yeah. He'll I, turn. I, I, I don't want to see a heel sting at this stage in his career. Everybody first loves off, Sting. You, I love Sting, too. But first off, they fucked up because how are you going to make heel sting when he's already crow sting? You know what I mean? You should have had him come out and be like, well, I kept saying it. Like, when they had the bash at the beach or whatever the fucking goddamn... Uh, fucking beach break or whatever they had. It should have been fucking Surfer Sting. And Surfer Sting should have been the guy hanging out and should have been doing the stuff and the blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, mist in the face, bam, back comes fucking, you know, Crow Sting. But can you trust Crow Sting? You know what I mean? It'd be a nice little swerve. You could build off of it. But I don't know. Because so far, you know, Julia Hart's changed. Yeah. We've seen somebody else come out who got sprayed in the face recently, meaning Miro... And it looks like he's on the turn. He did come out of the heel tunnel, for goddamn sake. Yeah, even though it seemed as though he was coming to Sting's aid, he just stood there on the stage. Yep, with his uh, eye patch covering his uh, blackened eye. Um, the only uh, fucking light. The only exception is like Park got sprayed, and he was yeah, he's blinded the only guy for to a few weeks so far. Yeah, and he came. He he recovered from it. Yeah. Yeah, they played it that one a lot differently. That one was more of a, like, he was blind. Like, I really remember how we were trying to pitch for him to actually wrestle with a blindfold on for a little bit. That would have been cool. And he did. But, like, uh, yeah, no, right, right after that, he was fine. Yeah. So, it is possible to not turn heel after being sprayed. Yeah. 
I just wonder what effect it will have on Sting. Yeah, I mean, it, it interesting. So yeah, we'll, we got to see how it goes. Plus, hopefully, you know, it won't take a year. Yeah, I want. I want to see Malachi versus Sting. You got two like supernatural guys. Sting can yeah. teleport. I'm about to say Sting. <laughs> You're not wrong. But absolutely, Sting should have been served for Sting when you got the show based around Fighter Fest. Also, did you know Shark Week begins this week? Come on. <laughs> Shark Week. Ooh, ha, ha. Like, the show opened and it's on all four sides of the apron. It's on the ticker around the arena. They mentioned it numerous times. There's Even fucking, fucking Eddie shark. Kingston. There was a goddamn shark in people's fucking graphics. <laughs> Come on. Just in case you weren't sure, it is Shark Week this it's week on Discovery. And I, and I fucking game. love sharks. And I was just like, I am so sick of hearing about sharks. <laughs> like, okay, can you fucking shut up? Or... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, a, a lot of possibilities come from just this one match. So we'll see where it goes with Sting. We'll see where it goes with Miro. Uh, personally, I like Miro being a face. Like, well, he's more of a tweener, but he gets great reactions since he came back. Yeah, he, um, he's over as fuck. That's all that matters. We saw a little bit of the Best Friends and Blackpool Combat Club. Again, we we said we haven't seen much of Wheeler on TV, but we finally got to see him team with John this week. With, with John, with Moxley. Yeah, damn Moxley. And... William Regal on commentary is still one of my favorite things in the world. He's the best. He's the <laughs> fucking best. God damn. Like, sitting next to Orange Cassidy. I don't have to worry about you attacking me, do I? Punch, punching and kicking me. Just nothing. <laughs> Just nothing. Because he's the fucking best. Because Orange Cassidy was sitting there trying not to laugh. I, la- I laughed immediately when he said Orange Cassidy is joining us on commentary. I'm like, what? This guy doesn't speak. He didn't. He, he says like two words every seven months. Like, God damn. But all right. Oh, yeah. He's had his quota this this time. Uh, yeah. He had a couple of words at the end of the match. Yeah. That's just a couple. Just a couple. Ah, uh, yeah. But I like how they reminded us that Wheeler has history with best friends because I honestly kind of forgot. Oh no, I I remembered it, it, it was, but it was it was a nice little dynamic to to play into it as well. You know, it's it it was um, you could definitely tell that they somewhat played into it. The of course, commentators bring up bring it up. It's always great, but um, yeah, you you gotta remember where Wheeler you just started. Wheeler you just started as the weird guy with the best friends. Yeah, and. Obviously, they had to showcase him because death before dishonor is this weekend. That too. Got to push that title. Uh, speaking of showcasing, they did showcase the new tag team champions, Swerve and Our Glory. Uh, like Chad said, kind of funny that they said they could be like the greatest tag team. But slow down a little bit, okay? Oh, no. Trust me. I, I said the exact same thing. I mean, TK, uh, well, TSK ran the show like 30, 40 minutes late. You know, traffic in L.A. is a bu- pain in the ass. So we, we tend to uh, hang out for some people. And when uh, I think it was Excalibur that said that, I, w- yeah. I was like, come on, dude. You know better than that. And I'm like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Are they like fun to watch? Sure. Are they a popular team? 
I think there are probably a couple of dudes that are teaming together, which is cool, but I wouldn't call them one of the best tag teams in the world. No, and I'm a fan of both of them, like, individually. I mean, there's better teams out there right now than these guys. Just because they're the champs doesn't mean that they're they're immediately one of the top teams in the world. Like, sorry, no, that's not how it goes. Now, like Triple H always said, the title doesn't make the champion, the champion makes the title. Bingo. Um, but it was a nice segment. Um, Keith Lee showing some personality with uh, with Kevin Gates. Oh yeah, I, I great. I don't always like it when celebrities get physical with the wrestlers because, as evidenced this this week, it's not always the strongest looking slap. I thought he fucking hit him for real. So I, I mean, I believed it. <laughs> I was like, God damn! It was the grabbing the face first so that he could slap the other hand. Love it. Then we move on to Varsity Blondes versus Christian Cage and Luchasaurus, which, yeah, the match was what it was. Uh, the bigger story was Jungle Boy's return at the end of the match. And <laughs> Luchasaurus completely just making the last few weeks redundant as he my, steps aside and just allows Jungle Boy. My exact words. My exact words was watch this guy go fucking just move out of the way. And then he goes. <laughs> And I'm like, you son like, of a bitch. You what was the point in turning them heel for four weeks just for that moment? Uh, I don't know. To to play up as a ploy? I don't know. I was calling him fucking Luchacane because they're goddamn fucking pyro, man. I'm like, goddamn oh. there, Luchacane. Uh, so I'm guessing he's going to go back to green next week. I hope fucking so, man. I hope I- so. If not, let Jungle Boy do a singles run. Get, like get, again, this guy needs a spotlight. He also needs to do some fucking practicing on the mic, and that would be a good opportunity for him. Yeah, I do. I do like the black ear though. Yeah, but I mean, Lucha Underground, bro. That lawsuit's like fifty pages deep by now. <laughs> the on episode of, impact. On episode of does <laughs> such fucking dynamite that he wore it again. Oh, uh, man, I, I I remember the whole lawsuit between Lucha Underground and Impact, and it stopped Hernandez being on TV because he was appearing on both shows. Well, they fucking sued everybody. Yeah. Fucking everybody. Did you work for us? Yeah, you're fucking sued. <laughs> what? Or and as then Chad- they're like, oh, we're going to have a fucking, we're just going to, we're just going to bring the show back. Don't worry about it. Like, what? As Chad would say, lawyered. Yep, there you go. The fucking lawyers. God damn. <laughs> yo, 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 Chad, you wanna you wanna go against Lucha Underground? He's <laughs> <laughs> only got some ironclad shit over there. No thanks. <laughs> nope, take my tie, take my briefcase, I'm done. Yep. Okay. Uh, so yeah, nice little reunion between Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Um whatever. Right. And, yeah. and of course Christian could not run up those stairs any slower, and Jungle Boy still didn't fucking catch him. Seriously, like <laughs> I get it. Like Luch, like fucking Jungle Boy is like a young athletic kid, and he got up them fucking stairs quick. And I could tell Christian was like, he turned around and saw him was like, "Son of a bitch, how the fuck did you get so close?" Just like, fucking trying to run faster, but you can't. If you were if you were running away from somebody, you'd be taking it a couple of steps at a time. I'm sure Christian was going literally one step at a time. <laughs> don't fall over! Don't fall over! 
That's you know what I have. I must say, it's like being in being in an arena before. I was like, I have definitely had that thought process. <laughs> God damn, these fucking steps are close. Oh yeah, they look steep going down. But if you're going up, oh, you just yeah. use the rail to pull yourself up. What if you got beers in your hand? Yeah, but Christian didn't. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's different for us. It's different. For, you're right. It's different for us. <laughs> to be fair, also we're usually bringing the beers down and running to the bathroom. There you go, attaboy. <laughs> uh, FTW Championship, yes, it's still a thing. Uh, Ricky Starks is the longest reigning FTW champion. Thank you very much for the information, Taz. I wouldn't have known any different. Right. But uh, I, it, it shocked me that he's had it for a year now. Fucking, yeah. Like, it feels I mean, like he's it, had it, it forever, but it was like, shit, was it a year ago? But yeah, no, yeah, it still doesn't process. It doesn't necessarily process that well. That like, yeah, it has been a year since he's had that thing. Fucking baseball. Well, no, he said he beat uh, Cage for it. Yeah. So is that also like a year since we've seen Brian Cage? God, I want to say yes. And he was supposed to be making a fucking comeback with goddamn Tully's new fucking uh, faction, and I haven't seen him. Right. Like, who is he pissing off? That's what I'm um, trying. Like, is he is he getting the same fucking thunder snow as fucking TK? And he's found out, hey bro, like you're you're fucking <laughs> dipping into my supply, bud. So you're fired. Like, is that what's going on? Also, technically, Ricky doesn't exactly become the longest reigning FTW champion until next week. But Fight of Fast Night Two, when Brian Cage won it, was on tape delay by a week. So ah, there we go. Yeah, who knows. Perhaps. Goddamn tape delays. Oh, yeah. Cole Carter, by the way, goddamn former two dimes. I've been calling him four nickels all day. Didn't look too bad, but he just looked generic as fuck. Like, he, like, mm. I don't mean like his style of wrestling. His like, style of wrestling wasn't too bad, but his fucking look generic as a motherfucker. Looked like somebody's creator wrestler. You know what I mean? And then, bro, don't ever do a 450 splash again in your entire fucking life. That was the hottest of the garbage. The hottest of the garbage. Yeah. Um, that that wasn't the last time we saw Cage, uh, Brian Cage. Uh, he had a match on Rampage against Starks. But that was mm-hmm. in October. Um, and now, now he's been moved to Ring of Honor. I'll tell you, he's been doing Ring he's, of Honor. He's one of, he he's hasn't one of been these sh- guys. He hasn't really been shown on there, has he? I don't think. I not, mean, unless no. they're doing like house shows. Yeah, maybe. All, all it says is Cage was revealed as a new client of Tully Blanchard. That's what I was saying. Ow. I was like, he's he's with Tully, so why isn't he on somebody's fucking television? And defeated Ninja Mac, so he must have competed somewhere. Ninja Mac is cool, though. Anyway. <laughs> Um, right where? Oh yeah, and then of course after the match, mm. there's an open challenge for the FTW title, the f- which is answered by Danhausen, <laughs> the one guy that nobody thought would ever just be like, "I want championship gold," <laughs> and sure fucking shit. And he come, I was like, I was dead, and he's like, "I'll challenge you right now," and the whole everything. And he's like, "No, that fucking uh uh uh." Uh, next, I was like, really, bro? Ricky Starks is afraid of fucking Danhausen. Like, this is awesome, and it's just it's the stupidity of it that makes it so awesome. And yeah. I can't fucking wait for next week now. 
But I love how Danhausen knows what FTW stands for, so he just called it the championship or whatever it is. That's right. <laughs> whatever it is. And you're going to put it on the line. Uh, I also love the crowd popping for Ricky Starks impersonating Danhausen. Oh, yeah. The next week is going to be Ricky Starks versus Danhausen. <laughs> That's what makes it all better. Just Ricky Starks is literally. He's that hidden gem right now for fucking AEW. That when he's on, you you can't help but enjoy yourself. As as fucking my man Teddy P would say, I'm sports entertained when fucking yeah. Ricky Starks is on television, okay? And I need more of it. And then you're going to give me him and Danhausen. So not only am I going to get probably some technical, not I wouldn't say technical, but some good action, I'm going to get some fucking hilarious, hilarity in some comedy. This shit's going to be so goddamn funny. It's not, it, oh my God. Ricky Starks is fucking bananas hilarious on BTE. Danhausen is just fucking, well, he's Danhausen. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to laugh hard or just enjoy some action. I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is fucking next week can't come fast enough. No. Speaking of next week, AEW fucked it over because they swept. They switched around. Next week is Fight for the Fallen, which is what Fight ah, for the Knowledge was supposed to be based around, but they moved it a week, so. You fuckers. Bastards. Uh, as for... What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the next match. Um, well, before that, we got to the FTR promo, which we touched on great promo great story from dax i oh, fucking yeah. love these guys right now talks about a little girl where they said at three years old or was that five years old that they found a hole in her heart three years later she worked her ass off to get better and that hole in her heart went away and that little girl was my daughter and i damn near fucking cried as a dad that touched me like that touched right here dude and the best fucking line of it all and I don't give a shit what nobody says. Uh, only a dad can get away with this. A, tr- a real fucking hard-nosed dad can get away with this line. Come Saturday, I'm going to fight like an eight-year-old girl, and I'm going to whoop your ass. That was the fucking coolest. That was the fucking line of the year, bud. That yeah. was the line of the year. Put that on God a t-shirt. damn. Fuck, please put it on a t-shirt. Please put it on a t-shirt. I'll buy that fucker today. <laughs> Today, God damn! Like Dax, like again, and this, and again, when the when the TSK hits the nail on the head, boy, and they wanted to make these guys an obscure fucking comedy act in the E, and look where they are now. You cannot deny them anything, nothing. What? Would we be, I mean, obviously they were popular in WWE and everybody thought they were a great tag team, but would they be considered like the best tag team in the world right now if they were still in WWE doing stupid itching powder segments with the Usos? I mean, you would think that they're underrated. You would think that they're underutilized and you would probably think that they're a great act, but I do not think that you would think of them as the greatest tag team in the world. And right now Mm -hmm. they are the greatest tag team in the world. Bar none. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so we had a trios match, whatever. I'm so fucking over the baddies. 
Ah, uh, yes. Oh, you mean this tag match? Yeah, so... Jade Cargill, Jade, Jade Cargill, Kara, Kara Hogan, Athena, and Willow Nightingale. Not too bad. I didn't hate it. Again, I am I like everything Willow Nightingale is doing. Uh, Athena, I mean, I enjoy looking at her. She's not like a... She's not. None of these women were bad. This wasn't a bad match. Um, it just, you know, it's... Unfortunately, there are times during most shows where I need to be a dad and do something with dinner or whatever. And one of these matches has to, uh, you know, take the blood of it. This one's it. I go back and watch it. Um, but again, it wasn't like the greatest thing I've ever seen. You know, I, I, I will admit, though, uh, Jade hitting the blue thunder bomb was a good move. She should probably keep using that. I think it's a good thing for her. Um, yeah. I don't care that it's only got a near fall. It is what it is. But it, again, I just moves showing off her power. I'm all about it. Yeah. And we we can't criticize Jade. Um, the mat- match was okay, but she is just killing it every week. Every week she really is. Improving week after week after week after week. Yeah. And I also don't want to see this uh, Thunderstorm tag team break up. I kind of like it. It's one of those things where it was an impromptu throw together, and now you're like, "Why would you take it away from me?" And I mean, it's 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 a cool little thing, and I I don't know what it's going to lead to, and that's why I don't want it to go away. You know, I don't want it to go away because something tells me this could be a great story of some sort of mm-hmm. some sort. But what is the story? Is it the story between Thunder Rosa and and fucking Tony Storm? Is it? The 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 story of this is going to be the best women's tag team there is. So we're going to crown women's tag team champions. What is the story? You know what I mean? So no, I'm in, I'm so intrigued. Um, we do have the whole was it Thunder Rosa has a defense against um, Miu is it Miwu uh, Yamash, uh, Yamashita? Yeah, that's right. I want to keep. It's funny calling Yamashita all the time, but there's too many of them. But it's um. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it. It was one of those. I mean, they put was it, they competed in Japan. And I want to say that match was on Dark last week, along with the Shota Aminu, uh defense with uh, Pac. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a reason to watch Dark. It was a good reason to watch. Dark. Damn good reason to watch Dark. So, but no, I'm with you. Let's keep this team together. Let's see how it goes. Give me like- some cool stuff, bud. I can kind of see where it's going, uh, the eventual turn of Tony Storm, because, you know, obviously she wants to be women's champion, but. But that's the thing. Is it to the tone, the turn of Tony Storm, or is this where an opportunity where, like, say, say Yamashita ends up winning the belt? Does that now, does fucking Thunder Rosa turn? Because how you, I was winning before you got here. You know what yeah. I mean? That's why, I, again, I'm invested. I am invested. It's, it sounds dumb, but what I like most about the team is the name. It's so simple and so no, yeah, it's perfect. It's a great name. It's a great name. Thunderstorm. It's their last names. Cool. It works perfectly, bud. Works perfectly. And then main events. Um, it had it had its good moments, but it had did some it? bad too. Um, like it did what you would expect from a barbed wire match. Yeah, but I mean, this was like, I don't know. We look, look, and we talked about it. Um, 
obviously whoever did some of this bob wire didn't trim it as well or maybe didn't trim it at all or whatever because it was like we've had barbed wire matches where it's like, you know, the pretty much what ends up happening is the guys will gig and that's how they get their color, you know. But the barbed wire is there for for show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe there's one or two in the corner. Oh, I'm going to get stuck in it for a little bit. We're going to sell this and we're going to move on. There was a lot of things in there that was set up for for real mode. You know what I mean? There was the one on the floor that Jericho got thrown in on the end. There was uh, uh, the whatever fucking table or tabletop, whatever the fuck it was inside the ring where Jericho's hair got caught in it and every piece of its clothing and all this other shit. It, it to me, this thing was sloppy and it was kind of all over the place. It made sense. It's a barbed wire match. It's not supposed to be, you know, simplistic and paced well and grapple and move to this and do to this. It's supposed to be other chaos. It really is. But then what makes the whole thing, I don't want to say worse but worse is all of a sudden out comes fucking Anna J. And I'm like, what in the fuck are you doing here? Or Ty Conti. I'm like, what in the fuck? Like, I don't understand. It made no sense. And then it clicked because, you know, fucking Shark Tank. But I figured that was just, you know, hey, we're going to use a Shark Tank. They hang out in there. We're going to have this dumb match called day. No, there needed to be a bunch of fuckery, a bunch of pat buckery, if you will. And it ends up turning into, it looks like fucking. Ty Con- or Anna Jay is going to jump in with the fucking, you know, uh, Jericho Appreciation Society. Again, don't hate it, but does that mean, and again, this is kayfabe, does that mean Jungle Boy is on the way? Or does he just like himself the bad girl? You know what I mean? Also, Dark just Order just confirmed that they were baby faces. That too. And you know what I mean? And now that's another member down for the Dark Order. Another yeah. member down. So it's like, God damn it. So there's that part of it. Then you have. Ty Conti, obviously not understanding how a padlock works. <laughs> Bless her heart. Bless her heart. But I have never in my 33, soon to be 33 years of living, seen anybody have that much difficulty with a goddamn padlock. So much <laughs> that two of the guys inside just slipped through the fucking bars. And with ease. With ease, the, mind the, you. Yeah, the funniest part was Matt came to do is like, yeah, no, I ain't getting through them. No, Jake was like, nope, not even going to bother. But fucking Danny Garcia, you swear to God, like, he was like, I'm getting out of this, mother. He was gone. Like the fucking wind, bud. And uh, just, again, how hard is it to unlock a padlock? But again, it that, then there was a lot. There was a lot of sloppy, 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 sloppy at the end. Now, I know I say that. And as I say that in my head, I can literally hear the fucking TikTok sound of a of one of the female wrestling TikTok creators where it's if you can't do what a wrestler does, please just shut the fuck up. But here's the problem. I could probably land a spinning back fist way more better timed than fucking Eddie Kingston in that moment and not look like a total dick shit. Okay. So in that instance, yeah, I could probably do what a wrestler does. This was, it just got bad. And then, you know, they missed a spot when Eddie's like, come on, I got to throw you into the fucking thing. Yeah, Eddie After the was match ended. visibly upset that something went wrong at the end. It was just like, God damn, dude. It just, it, you know, it was, I don't want, it was uh, out of control. There we go. I don't want to say sloppy because it wasn't sloppy. It was out of control to start. It got sloppy in the middle and then it just fucking crapped the bed at the end. And 
I already went on TikTok and there was there's a couple of guys that I follow that are um you know up and comers. One of them is a guy by the name of Self Bet Wrestling. I'd love to actually have on the show one of these days. Maybe we'll bring him on. Um, he unpopular opinion as he said and i was like bro that's not as unpopular as you think and he's like but why was it so i said you know it's one of those things you want to do a barbed wire match and then you say you have 11 minutes why why do you do that to yourself now i'm not saying like tk dude every fucking main event needs to be 25 minutes and give it time but no but if you've been building up a barbed wire everywhere match you need to give it more than your rushed amount of time because, oh, well, we got to this, and oh, we got to that. And on top of that, if this is such a big match, why are we going to picture in picture? Like, and again, and I understand, you know, you're brand new to the TV world. It's only year three. You want to stay in the good graces of the, of the Turner Networks. But you got big dollars. You got big dollars, okay? Hey, for, for this week and maybe, you know, maybe every, once every other month, I want to do a main event with no commercial interruption, not even picture in picture. Once every other month, I guarantee you Turner would sign up on that and say, okay, well, cool. This is how much the NBA pays for that. Yeah, Can you match I, it? Done. I always watch the, uh, the fight feed and when they go to picture in picture, it just continues like normal. There you go. See, that's, that's probably what we should be doing watching off a fight then. <laughs> My I my one biggest gripe was why the fuck is Ruby Soho in control of the cage? Like no no disrespect to her, but you've got Mox, you've got Claudio, you've got Santana all the Ortiz. dudes that ran down, right? And you have one of them could have been in control of the or all of them could have been keeper of the button. <laughs> but instead, you, you you leave Ruby out there by herself. She gets jumped by Ty and Anna Jay. Because we had to give you the turn for Anna Jay, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. It, it makes, makes fucking, no sense. It makes no sense. It makes no sense of why she's the one protecting the buttons. Yeah, that, that's the bit with no logic. But like, it's like I, under, like, I understand you're fucking like, you're, you guys are like, we got to make the turn. We get it. We get it. But really, Ruby Soho. And not to mention, doesn't she have like a broken arm? Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> so, <wearing> a cast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on, dude. Uh, some no. Again, this is why we call it the Pat Buckery sometimes because when there's no logic, we know who came in with that idea of it doesn't need to make sense. Watch this work. No logic, baby. Oh man, we need to find a way to make Anna to turn heel. All right, so how about we make Ruby Soho in control of the shark cage button? What by herself? Yes, but why? Because she's Eddie Kingston's friend. But does but she have a broken arm? She's out arm? there by herself. But that's what makes it probably even more uh, believable. <laughs> she's so tough. She's out there by herself. And then afterwards, we're going to have all these guys come down. Oh, yeah. When all of a sudden the locker room clears of all these <laughs> fucking factions and here comes 10 dudes. Like Why didn't Mark, we pick one of them? Because 10 dudes spilling out seems cool. Mox would have made more sense because he is literally Eddie Kingston's best friend. Ta-da. That or if you really wanted to add some sugar to the spice, make it Claudio. Yeah. 
you know what I mean, and do that weird burn, slow burn or whatever between him if, and Eddie. If they'd have built like something to say Ruby Soho is going to be in control of the cage, it would have made a little bit more sense, but it was just so fucking random. Yeah, it really was. Really, really was. So now, I don't know where we are. Anna Jay's turned on Ruby. The Jericho-Kingston feud is obviously not finished. God then we it. got Then we got Kingston and Sammy. They got beef. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sick and tired of seeing Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. Like, I'm sick and tired of it. So, I... But yeah, I, I no. Just, I just feel like we should have had the payoff by now for this feud. I'm looking at it like, what is supposed to be the fucking payoff? What is the end game? What is the end game? Well, Eddie should have won this match. Yeah, okay, but then if he does, then then that's it, right? It's just, yeah. it, it's just for Eddie to win. It's just we need a blow-off win for Eddie. So where do we go I, now? We've had blood and guts. We've had a barbed wire everywhere match. Where the fuck do we go next for Eddie to get the win to finally ready? close this thing? I can already tell you where they're going to go next. Why? Because I and I know this makes no sense. I know it does. I fucking know it does. But watch that this happen. It's gonna be a New York street fight. Because if I'm not mistaken, they're gonna be heading to New York soon. Yeah. So I bet you money. You're in my territory, sort of do it my way, and then it's gonna be a fucking New York street fight, brother. You guys went from barbed wire <laughs> to a New York street fight. Bet money. I can. Bet money on that shit. Goddamn. Pat Buckery is my new favorite term. Pat Buckery, man. So, moving on from uh, AW, a couple of quick things to cover from the other company. Uh, Cora Jade throwing the NXT Women's Tag Team title in the trash. A symbol of WWE's thoughts on women's tag team titles in general, maybe? Because obviously they don't give a shit about him. Right? I was just, just going to say the same thing. I guess you guys don't give a fucking rat's ass, huh? <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I did I did go and I, I went back and I saw the clip of her doing it. And I was just like, okay there, fucking Medusa. Calm down. But was, I see that. a much bigger can. That, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and there was other crap in there, too. Uh, yeah, there was. But it just seems like too much of a coincidence that WWE obviously let go Naomi and Sasha, even though it's not official yet. What the fuck is... I don't understand why. Um, mm-hmm. They were going to have a tournament to replace them as champions. That got completely scrapped. Tag, yeah. The women's tag team titles are virtually non-existent right now. And then you have the NXT women's tag team champions turn on each other, and one of them ends up getting thrown away. So, obviously... That's Vince saying, fuck the women's tag team division. That's exactly what he's saying. It's time to get rid of these things. Goodbye. I didn't want them in the first place. It was just to please Sasha. That's just a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah, no, Sasha and Naomi will be on the on the prowl soon. I mean, I, last week we had the whole rumors going around that Paige is basically signed to AEW. Mm-hmm. And if it's that quick of a turnaround and that we think that that's really going to happen... What do we need? 90 days for Sasha? Or Mercedes is her real name? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she'd definitely be on 90 days. So. And it's not even from when we last saw her either. It's from, well, she's still under contract. 
That's true. That's ex- okay. So best case scenario, best case scenario, the end of August. I'm sorry, the end of October. Sorry, the end of October. Yeah. Best case scenario. Say she gets released sometime by this month, by the end of this month, the end of October. She she can show up in AEW, and she would show up in AEW. However, I don't know if Naomi would. I think Naomi would be better off in like Impact. But again, I say this knowing I say this knowing that their fucking roster, knowing that AEW's roster in general, not just the women, not just the men, not just the tag, their roster in general is beyond bloated. Yeah. Okay. Again, if you want to, if you buy that time, if you want to start up a Ring of Honor show and give them a two hour, or you know, give them an hour, and then you know, maybe Rampage goes to two hours. Hey, have your bloated roster. Give me the, you know, I mean, show them off though, but have your bloated roster. Otherwise, like right now, Dynamite's need... the only flagship. Exactly. Some of you guys need to go to Impact because you're a big name, you're a big star, you're big money, and you can make that big money on a better stage. I mean, it's not, sorry, not a better stage, on a more uh, visible stage, on something that you can actually show yourself in. You're not swimming in a pool of gigantic talent, you are the top tier of the good talent that's there. I think if Sasha does go like to AEW, once she goes somewhere else, I wouldn't be surprised if Naomi went back to WWE. Yeah. I because mean, I, it, she, I, it really does fit her better, though. I very much believe that she just followed Sasha out the door. She was like in the same room when the argument happened. Uh, yeah. Fuck, I didn't want to quit. Shit, my husband still works here. God damn it. Who's going to drive him home? Oh. oh, I had to do it. Oh, I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh man if Paige is cleared and she does sign oh shit shit is right but again we, we gotta see again we, we've, we've also if you, if you want to go to that route with the whole especially with Paige look at how we're dealing with B-Dry right now you know the yeah. guy went hard for about a year mm-hmm. and we haven't seen him in like four months you know and I mean, and he was he had a small injury that we didn't really know what. And as far as I know, he's still tested weekly. He has fucking weekly brain scans for fuck's sake. So, I mean, maybe he jacked his neck up. Maybe he jacked the back up. I don't know. But I mean, Uncle Dave, Uncle Dave is saying they're hoping he'll be back at all out. They're hoping Punk will be back at all out. And all signs point to Kenny Omega coming back at All Out. Yeah, that's another big one. Yeah, it's fucking huge, man. That's fucking huge. Because, I mean, not two weeks ago, that piece of video came out where he says, if I have one more setback, I'm done. And our fucking hearts dropped. We said, no, we can't have this guy be done yet. Like, he literally just torched the world on fire not eight years ago. And it's like he's still in the peak. He's still in his peak. He was wrestling at fucking 60% with the fucking world spinning. And he was putting on bangers. Like, dude, we need you at 100% right now. We need you, even if it's for a couple of years. God, I hate to say it like that, but I, I you know, we need him back. And now, and I, and I hope everything goes well. Hope there's no setbacks. And God, I hope I see him in September. Yeah. We need and him. if there is a forbidden door too, then get Kenny on the damn show. 
Oh my god. Like if you thought fucking pay-per-view buys were good for the first one, put Kenny on the card. You know what? No. Put Kenny on the card and put Ibushi on the other side and don't even te- don't even say what the matches are. Just fucking list a bunch of dudes that are going to show up and you'd fucking sell more tickets than you did last time. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. And don't even think about saying Kenny did nothing for Impact's pay-per-view numbers because he did. He did something for their impact. He did something for their pay-per-view numbers. Did something for their television numbers. Like, okay, last, it wasn't it wasn't a million, but it was a big jump for him. Last time he was their champion, he garnered more attention for them than I think since they have had a moniker change since the name yeah. change from Impact. And then on top of that, oh well, well he hasn't done nothing for Impact. He hasn't done nothing for Impact. He hasn't done nothing for Impact. They've been saying that for like seven months, dads. For like seven months, they've been saying that. But yet, they still talk about Impact as if he did nothing for him. But yet, they still can't get Impact out the mouth. Yeah, I, I think more people are watching Impact now than there was three years ago. Exactly. That, that is the end game. It doesn't need to be, well, they didn't get 7.29 million. No, motherfucker. Nobody is. The NFL will get high numbers like that. The NBA will get high numbers like that. This is not 1999. This is not the fucking peak of professional wrestling anymore. So when a fucking television show like Impact can garner 65,000 viewers on a weekly basis, hey, mother, that's fucking big, bud. On a, Especially when you're on a fucking channel like Access. Like I love to say, you most of us have no access to Access. I am not going that's to... so up- ironic. I am not going to upgrade my fucking channel package for one show. You know, is that a hassle? Yeah. But guess what? I'm still watching the pay-per-views. You know what I mean? I'm still keeping up with it as best as I can because I got invested. Hmm. But I mean, if under, like understand, if this went to God, I need like what's uh if it went to the Paramount Network, which is like basically what Spike TV used to be, you know what I mean? If it went there, it would have way more views if it, it was that show that got picked up for fucking fox sports net i bet you would have more views than it would on access it's getting good numbers on an obscure channel imagine yeah. what will happen if you put it to the masses hey uh demore if you're listening definitely put it on paramount because we get it free with sky movies in the uk there you go man <laughs> there you go you want to build i just built your audience for you just did it <laughs> Damn, I'm good. Currently, the only thing I'm watching on Paramount is Frasier, which I watch like twice a year anyway. I can't say I blame you. It's a good show. (laughs) Uh, And finally, um, we didn't really talk about the news about WWE going TV 14 last week because it was supposed to be this week. And it didn't happen because the guy that broke the news immediately backtracked and said, oh, there's been a delay because I announced it too soon. Um, Yeah, sure, sure, sure. SummerSlam is currently listed as TV 14. Ah. Which doesn't surprise me because I think Brock's going to draw some blood. I was just going to say, I was like, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be the pay-per-view, or sorry, the network specials are going to be TV 14 because we want to watch guys bleed now. Now we're going to let Brock Lesnar cut a couple of dudes. Now we're going to let Cody Rhodes blade every time he fucking hits a turnbuckle, you know. Like that, and that's okay. That's fine. If that's what you want to do, if that's just your fucking excuse to copy what AEW is doing, so you can say that you're an edgy product, you go ahead and you do it. But then I, but then 
when I go and I yell, you fucking e-drone nerds, that all you had to do if you wanted this kind of action was change the television. Don't get all fucking butthurt. Because it's the simplest of the truth. If this is what you want, you want blood, you want violence, you want direct in-your-face promos, go watch AEW. If you don't want it, you continue to watch the E, but then don't praise the blood, the guts, and the fucking killer promos. Again, when it was over there the whole time. Right. All you have to do is go to Wednesdays. Oh, geez. Is this a channel clicker? Oh, what's this on TBS? The stuff I'm looking for? Fucking dumb shits. Oh, but loyalty to Vince. Well, no, no. Blind. You got to say it right. Yeah, blind, blind submissive loyalty. loyalty to Vince. Oh, fuck. Blind Yes, Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon. The blind submissive loyalty. My knee pads work perfect, Mr. McMahon. <laughs> Jesus criminy. I honestly don't. I think SummerSlam should always be TV 14 because Brock's always at SummerSlam and he always fucks somebody up. I was just going to say Randy, this. Triple H, Taker. This is, where, this is where he fucks people up, bud. Yeah. Man, I'll never forget like blading, not, not blading, just bleeding up Randy with his elbows. God. Those images do not ever leave your mind. And again, as a guy who had proper training to do these uh, elbows that you could slice somebody's fucking head with, it didn't mean I was going to go around showing people, hey, let me slice your fucking dome with my elbow. Like, no, that doesn't work like that. It's just whatever. Whatever. <laughs> do your thing, Brock. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to argue with you because I don't want to be eaten. Yeah, and we, we, we have to remember it's going to be a last man standing match, Roman and Brock. Oh, that's and I, right. I do really like the idea that got shared around social media of them knocking the shit out of each other. And with it being a last man standing match, Fury could cash in, join the match, and not have to pin anybody. Just let them get counted out. Why do I hate that I like that? I hate it so <laughs> much that I like like I, I know I like it. It's uh, fuck that idea has been pitched around. I'm like, I, I'm like, you know what, dude? If you really wanted to push this fucking nerd down our throat, yeah, do it like this. That's do it where he has move. to, where he gets to do fucking nothing. He does nothing. You know what I mean? The ref starts counting one, two. Here's his fucking music. He comes down, cashes in, and just stands there like a dickhead. Like yep. that would be great. You know what? <laughs> fuck yeah! Come on. Make it so, happen, goddamn so it! Taking a selfie at the count of ten—that would be the best. That would be the best. Like this is, yeah, okay. Like you wanted to make your star, make your star. That's, I think that, yeah, I think that's a perfect way right there because you're literally saying, well, we know he's a gigantic douchebag. Look at the douchebaggery he's about to do. And yeah, no, that that's man, does that work and awesome? The best thing is. The diehard E-Drones will hate it. Yeah. Because they hate Fury. And that's fine. That's fine. This is, and again, that's why I'd love it. This is why we love it. Not to mention, imagine the fucking heat. The heat. That's what the uh, fucking Kevin Nash says that shit all the time. Nobody has any goddamn heat. Well, there you go. You want to get some fucking heat? There's your fucking heat maker. Right out. All right, let's get to the final segments of the show. It's time for Guess the Wrestler. I wonder who this 
could possibly be? Guess the wrestler. He's the bestler. Better than all the wrestler. Wait, timer. Delete. No. If anybody hasn't played this before, this is where you can immediately forget every wrestler you've ever known. Seriously, like, talk about the <laughs> absolute brain just go brr. All right. Like, finish the name on. of this wrestler, Stone Cold. I, I don't know. Right. Okay. Stacy Keebler. Um, <laughs> Stacy Keebler. Okay. So, oh my goodness gracious. There's so many. Okay. Let's go here. We got to find one minute on the El Clocko. Uh, again, all accomplishments. And your time starts as soon as I uh, read off the first accomplishment. Mishinuku Pro Wrestling's British Commonwealth Junior Champion. He was also IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion two times. Okay, he won the J-Crown. Uh, NWA Junior Heavyweight Champ. Saber Jr. No. Oh, wait, Jake. Wait a minute. Let's see. Uh, what the fuck's the guy's name? Okay, you ready for this one? This might help you out here. Two-time uh, WCW Television Champion. Two-time WCW Cruiserweight Champion. It's on the tip of my tongue. Um. Oh. Twenty seconds. Fucking shit. Not Jushin. Ah. I can see one time, him. One time light heavyweight champion for the WWF. 10 seconds. I can, I can fucking see him too. I know who it is. Ah, no, not Ultimo. Two Shit. seconds, one second. Last and final guess. I'll give you three quick uh, uh, ones here. Um, 1996 best, uh, best wrestling maneuver. 2003 yeah. most underrated. And uh, 2004... Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't think more clues would have helped. I know who it is. I just can't. The name won't come to me. Nah, go hit me. You had said it. Ultimo Dragon. I was Ultimo. Shit. Yep. Ultimo Dragon had won a good, fine combination of, I believe, 25 different championships. Yeah. Yeah. Including the J, he won the J crown junior heavyweight champion, two times IWGP British Commonwealth junior champion, NWA, uh, world junior champion, world welter champion, uh, fucking war international junior champ, WWA world, in, uh, world junior champ. Uh, like I said, light heavyweight champion, All the belts. he was ranked uh, every fucking belt you can think of ranked 12 out of, uh, the top 500 back in 1997. Won as the soon as he world said Jake Brown, I knew it. This guy's fucking accomplishments are gigantuan. Yeah. Good stuff, though. And he's only remembered in WWE for slipping on the stage at WrestleMania <sighs> 20. Fucker. Oh, well. <laughs> he has such a bullshit WWE run. Oh, dude, the worst. Talk oh. about going from, like, the highs of highs to the lows of lows. I mean, we were talking about that with Nakamura. Yeah. Nakamura is this generation's Ultimo Dragon. You're telling me, dude. All right. I fucking knew it. Why didn't I just say Dragon afterwards? <laughs> it's not Ultimo. Wait, yes, it is Ultimo. All right, then. Uh, to the A to B of Retro re- 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 Rewind. SMR Podcast Network. You should be listening.
listening. All right, so let's get to it real fast. So I'm still on November the 11th, which is, yes, that is the episode where Brian Pillman gets a, a home invasion, if you know what I mean. Um, but we do also get to see uh, a kick-ass tag match between, I wouldn't say kick-ass, a pretty good tag match. Psycho Sid, Owen Hart, uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr., and Shawn Michaels. Not too bad. Uh, Nitro, though. Nitro was a little bit more fun than I thought. Um, Faces of Fear against the American Males. You can never go wrong with that. It was just absolute fun. Uh, Luger and Scott Norton, believe it or not, pretty okay. However, um, my Geek of the Week is retro this week. And um, Jesus criminy. I love you, Ted DiBiase, but why you got to do this, Timmy? <laughs> why you got to do this, Timmy? He... Um, the NWO has been, uh, if you're following along, the NWO has been trying to recruit Sting for the longest time to have him join, obviously. And as Bullet Club as it sounds, Tibiasi is in the stands with a shirt like, all you got to do is put the shirt on and you're NWO for life, brother. But not only does he say that, he goes on for like three minutes of, oh, we know you've been ducking endogenous, but we have a spot here for you. And he just fucking rambles and rambles. And I'm like, bro, are you trying to sell the shirt? Are you trying to get Sting to get to, to get to do the thing? Are you trying to fucking tell me to go home? Like, I need you to fucking get to the point and get off my goddamn television. Like, that's how the show ended. That's how the goddamn of him rambling about, come on, Sting, join the end of it. Like, dude, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody gives a rat's ass. Ted DiBiase killed me. Wow. Right, of all the people to be fucking geek of the week. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just thinking of Stranger Things. Do I get one of those cool t-shirts if I join? Right, yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> I want a cool t-shirt, man. Come on. Uh, so that's the Retro Geek of the Week. Now for the Modern Day Geek of the Week. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one-man, no-cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Pencil neck geek. Uh, so last week it was Roddy for not teaching his wife how to wrestle. Oh, that's right. It was Roddy for not teaching his wife how to wrestle. Jesus <laughs> criminy. Um, this week, you know, I didn't really see anything too, too bad. Um, good Lord. Come on. Give me something. Give me something. I guess we'll just give it to Cora Jade for being such a nerd and trying to dump her, try to pull a Medusa. You know what I mean? Over mm -hmm. here trying to garner yourself some attention by pulling an old school move on a show where nobody gives a shit about. I mean, heel Cora's kind of caught my attention. I mean, I, I heard of Cora Jade way before she even signed with NXT, so I'm good. Yeah, but I mean, I, the only problem I is it's NXT 2.0, so I don't give a shit. That's that is the killer right there. That is the killer. You can that's what I'm saying. You got to do an old school attention grabber to make me try to watch your damn product. That sucks. Yeah. All right. Now for the bestler of the week. The bestler. You know what? It's it's a tag team this week, and and they didn't even wrestle. But in all honesty, they stole the show simply with a promo, and 
we, we all know they're going to continue to plead their case for best tag team in the world this Saturday. So, mm-hmm. best slurs of the week, FTR. No F- question. FTR. Arr. Considering okay. we're pirates next week. <laughs> well, that's, that's it. Thank you for spending your Thursday with us. Here's the socials again. You can find us on the evil Twitter machine at UK at the Captain 512 and at SMRPodNet. Check out the website at MaxRossing.net and don't forget to hit the sub or the follow button on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the socials. Every social. And now listen up, you pencil neck geeks. This is what Moses has for you this week. That's right. So what's going down is uh looks like this coming Monday, the 25th, you will finally get the November 11th episode that we've been ranting and raving about. And then I'm taking probably a two-week hiatus, mainly because it's finals week. And summer school finals week is even more hectic than normal finals week. So I'm not taking any chances. And we're just going to take a couple-week hiatus and be good to go. And then we'll be right back hot and heavy. Uh, probably going right after so not the 18th. It'll probably be the 26th of November heading into, I want to say that Survivor Series for WWF, and I'm not too sure for WCW, but it is what it is. For the most part, you can catch me and interact with me best on uh, on TikTok, uh, Max Wrestling UK, if you're not already following it on there. We're already past 1,150 followers, trying to get to 12 and above if we can. 10,000 is when the money starts rolling in, but you know we're a ways away from that. Um uh, Thinking about going live for Death for Dishonor, but we got to see what's going on. That is also my birthday, so I may actually not be watching that show. I may be out and about. Only time will tell. But, uh, yeah, other than that, other than that, I have an open challenge out for my television title. Guess what, though? This is not trivia style. You want to come at me promo slam? We do it promo style. So to my open challenger, get your promo game ready. And you know yes. what? TV titles normally just knowledge, so this will be the first time for promo, so I allow it. There it is. Where's the gavel? Oh. Well, so you got to say, I allow it. Then you got to bang the gavel. I allow it. There you go. Works beautifully. Very loud bang. And with that said, join us next week for okay. Promo Slam 2022, baby. Captain versus Walker, Phoenix versus Demoness, maybe. Walker versus Phoenix and Moses versus who knows. And of course, SummerSlam predictions. We will see you there next week. You've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Hey. Y'all know in 1996, Roddy Roddy Piper cut a music video at the end of a Nitro. Don't go watch it. Did you know it's Shark Week this week? <laughs> no. <laughs>